Welcome to Words of the Womb, the podcast. A space for you to reconnect and reawaken the wild wisdom that lives within your womb. In this podcast, we'll be talking about everything from menstrual cycle awareness to sexuality and pleasure to pregnancy, birth, motherhood and more. If you're new here, then welcome, my love. I am so happy to have you here. And if you are returning, then welcome back. I hope that you all enjoy today's podcast episode. This podcast episode is brought to you by Fluxies, my favourite sustainable period product brand. Fluxies have everything you need for your most pleasurable and earth-friendly period. From beautiful reusable period underwear to reusable pads, period swimwear and gorgeous accessories. I adore all of my products from Fluxies and I refuse to use any other products when I'm bleeding. And I am so excited to gift you 10% off your next Fluxies order when you use the code It's Just Eve at the checkout. Follow the link in the show notes below and treat yourself to some gorgeous new period undies from Fluxies. Hello everyone, welcome back to Words of the Womb, the podcast. As always, I am your host Eve and today I am joined by the wonderful Sophia. Sophia is a yoga teacher, menstrual cycle educator and ceremonial space holder and she is here to guide women to reconnect with their wombs, embrace their cyclical nature and in turn fall deeply in love with themselves. Welcome, Sophia. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's really nice to be here. Yeah, it's so exciting. good to Yeah, it's so good to be with you. It's been a long time coming, this conversation. <laughs> I um, know. And so I'm very excited to sit down and have this this chat with you. But so I always love to start with a cycle day check-in. So would you like to go first and share with us where you are in your cycle and how you're feeling? Yeah, so I I am day 33. Um, So yeah, I'm really kind of, I'm really ready to bleed. My breasts are really, really sore. They're really heavy and really big. And just, you know, when you, you kind of are in that sort of like, you're full, I feel very full of, just mm. I, I need a release now so um hopefully it will be a couple more days the inner critic is quite loud to this cycle which is a little bit unusual for me I don't tend to suffer so much in my premenstruum I generally suffer in the, <laughs> the spring summer time but yeah so I have had a, a, a my hormones have been a little bit all over the place recently so I think yeah anyway but yeah I am day 33 and ready to release Thank you for sharing that with me and with everyone. So I've already shared a little bit with you, but I'm day 29. So we're both very late in our cycles today. (laughs) (laughs) So my cycle is usually around 32 or 33 days long. So I do have still a couple of days left, but I do really feel like I'm at the end now. Um, Like I was saying before, I feel, I almost feel like I'm stoned. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel so mellow and really, really grounded. Um, Yeah, and I'm I'm very similar to you. I I usually struggle within and around ovulation. And that's usually when I have my biggest struggles. I used to struggle with my premenstruum and I used to really, really have that inner critic present. but yes, yeah, so I feel I feel pretty good today. I feel quite calm, but I I am also ready to go into the cave, mm. <laughs> ready to bleed. Yeah. So mm, thank you for sharing that with us. Mm. 
so I would love for you then to maybe just introduce yourself in a little more detail and yeah share a little bit more about perhaps your own journey with um with your menstrual cycle and with your womb I know that we have uh, a very similar sort of story uh, in terms of a contraceptive pill being on the contraceptive pill when we're young and being on it for a long time etc so yeah I'd love to hear more about about that journey that you've been on yeah absolutely um so I'm kind of wondering where to start but I think when you mentioned the contraceptive pill I feel like that's a, a kind of good place because that was I suppose my initiation into obviously I had my menarche my first bleed um and pretty much from then give me maybe six months a year I was then at the doctors um with really bad period pain and just really struggling to get out of bed because the pain was so intense and of course their option was take the pill and at that age um I didn't know anything different I had no one really to guide me um I think this sort of stuff as well I say it's less common I feel like it's really common now just because I'm in that sphere of people talking about all these wonderful things um, but particularly when it, this was, oh gosh, um, how old am I now? I'm 28 now. So I was, I think 13, 14. So it was, you know, it was, it was quite a while ago. Um, and yeah, it was just, I just took it and then I was like, oh great. And <laughs> this is, you know, this has solved all of my problems. Um, and I think I remember a few of my friends were on it too. And it just seemed like the normal, the normal thing to be. I remember, being um going away for a week I was going abroad somewhere to, and I knew I'd be swimming a lot so I was like well I'll just carry on taking the pill it's so amazing I can just override my bleed and this is like so magical um yeah so and I really didn't I didn't see the danger no one told me anything about other than that how great it was to help their their periods really um and then I when I started to forget to take the pill um and I think at some point I was starting to become sexually active so again rather than thinking that I could manage this all by myself and learn how to naturally monitor my fertility I assumed that I just needed I needed a pill or some sort of contraception um so I had the implant a contraceptive implant um and that was in for I had that for six years so really for my whole my whole kind of bleeding life up until I think I was 22 23 when I kind of then realized that I want to I want to change now um that a lot of a big part of that has been on hormonal contraception and when I look back now it's quite scary that I've spent more years without a a, a cycle than I have with um mm -hmm. and now I realize just how potent it is to bleed and to be in sync and, and, and tracking your menstrual cycle I just think oh my god how I've lost so much wisdom <laughs> through the years of just yeah like numbing out and being so disconnected from from my cycle um so yeah the implant was a thing for a while um and again it was I barely bled with it um I sometimes have a random bleed every so often it would come really unannounced it would be a bit annoying and again it was really never so much as like oh my bleeds come how wonderful it was like oh for goodness sake it's here like so annoying um so this whole kind of and I think I just wanted to go back to when I had my first first bleed too like my experience having my my first bleed wasn't it wasn't really traumatic but it wasn't particularly nice and I think that also had a big impact on then the way I viewed my menstruation going forward you know I was on holiday um and I was with my dad at the time and it was very much sort of like hush hush I could I didn't feel like I could tell him and then I came home to my mum and that again was she was lovely she said oh you know this is it but it, it again she didn't have the the knowledge to initiate me into what was actually essentially me becoming a woman me, me stepping over this threshold into another stage of my life another stage of my womanhood so it was really kind of yeah it just wasn't really acknowledged massively and so that really kind of set the the precedent for then me going forward and, and kind of being a little bit uh disconnected and, and not really sure um what it was that yeah I should really be doing and I, I think that sort of really led me that sort of disconnect from my my cycle um 
and my bleed really just led me into this place of not really knowing fully who I was, not feeling that well, um, sort of integrated. I, I, at the time, I never really would have thought about it. Um, and I'm not just putting all of that on my bleed. <laughs> it wasn't just to do with not having a menstrual cycle. But looking back now, I never had an anchor. And mm. nowadays, my cycle is totally my anchor. When I'm without it, or when it's like a longer cycle this month, for example, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, where where really am I? It's it's really really powerful. And and being without that um, for so long, I really think had had a big impact in the way I was sort of showing up in my life. And this kind of sort of like wounded maiden energy, just kind of like the, the yeah the shadow side of the maiden being quite naive and reckless and. Um, yeah just being in situations that were really not conducive to my well-being um yeah so that's kind of uh, <laughs> a little bit I can share a little bit more maybe about um my uh my journey onwards to that to then finding where I'm at now um so obviously yeah I think I went to my first women's circle when I was maybe 21 and I remember being there and I thought oh my gosh I don't know what called me to to go but something did so I turned up and um I remember being in circle and the facilitator of the circle I think was in her 70s I was at the time 21 there was a pregnant woman there who was I think in her late 20s early 30s there was a sort of middle-aged woman with her her I think maybe like four or five year old daughter um and then a few other similar ages to me a few women similar ages sort of like late 50s 60s it was just this vast array of different women from all walks of life and the most beautiful thing that I felt was like oh my god I feel like totally held by women I think for the first time in my life did I feel totally at home in that space of other women? I think I've always kind of really struggled um, with women in general um, and finding this sort of, again, my own wounded, wounded maiden coming out to that sort of like bitchy um, kind of, yeah, just really, really seeing that your woman, your other sisters as your other rather than as anything else. So yeah that was kind of I think the tipping point where I was like oh my god this is magical this was really fucking cool what I've just done and I wanted more so I then went and I think once you start to get away in then and you start to come across different things and I was doing a bit of yoga like I had really bad mental health at the time like somebody recommended yoga so I kind of met people through that and then women's circles and then all sorts of things started to pop up I suppose and then it was bit by bit that I then started to to come into um cycle awareness and and kind of then kind of yoga that was more catered towards women and wombs and from there I remember reading Wild Power um which is a really really incredible book and again that sort of ignited then this kind of cyclical awareness in me and I just wanted more and more I was like I can't I just couldn't believe that I'd gone all those years and I hadn't known anything about it whatsoever um yeah <laughs> mm, thank you so much for sharing all of that that was the very first book that I read wild power just before I officially came off the pill I started reading it and it was what gave me the um the final push to actually stop taking the pill because I wanted to come off for I was on the pill, very similar story to you, but I just stayed on the pill and went on different pills. Um, but I was on the pill for 10 years, um, just over, I think. And when I made the decision to come off the pill, I said to my partner, you know, this is something that I want to do. I want to come off the pill because, of course, I wanted to share that with him because we would need to find a new way of having safe sex um, and not having unwanted pregnancies and um, he said to me as when I when I asked him he said yeah that's fine you do whatever you want and from that moment it was still about eight months before I actually came off the pill because there was a part of me that I think thought if I tell him that he won't really be on board and then I can just forget about it because 
you know, like you say, there's so so many girls go into doctor surgeries when they're 13, 14, and they've had their period for less than a year or just over a year, and they're given a pill or some form of contracept- con- contraceptive. And it's just a way, and I feel like one of the first ways that girls and young women have their power taken away from them because they don't have choice over their body because they don't actually know what's going into their body right you have no idea what's in the pill and what's actually going on when you're taking it and so when my partner said that to me I was like a man's just handed me my power and have no idea what that means I don't know what that I don't know how to have authority over my own body because I've never had that and yeah that book was the thing that when I was reading it I was like okay I've got to come off the pill because there's there's so much that I'm missing and it was yeah it was really challenging but it was so beautiful when Mm. you make that decision to take back your power Mm. (laughs) absolutely and I I think it's so brave it's such a brave thing to do to then you know you really are navigating complete new territory in your Mm. life like it really is a a new phase of your your womanhood and really learning to you know these ebbs and flows that we have and we have so many of them you know we, we have obviously each each phase of our menstrual cycle but within that there's so many different you know the shadows and the joys and there's so much in it and it's so like you said the word overwhelming and it and it is it's really yeah it's a whole it's a whole minefield so yeah it's such a brave thing to do and it's so empowering too I think once you really get to that point where you're sort of like okay I'm starting to perhaps understand myself a little bit I'm starting to see how I behave in certain areas of my cycle compared to others and you can start to piecings and ultimately know yourself like you really then know yourself better than anyone else and I think that's you know when you said about the you know like have an agency you know being able to to really fully own your body and that that's then true body literacy right there is just being like yeah <laughs> I know me and no one else can know you the way you know you yeah, yeah. and I, I really agree with you as well where you said there that, that you didn't know who you were as a woman when you were on the pill like I had no idea who I was I had absolutely no clue because you're just sort of put into this kind of like state of unconsciousness you know everything about you is flattened and you it's so hard to understand who you are and I also suffered really badly with like anxiety and depression when I was on the pill and I actually came off uh, antidepressants at the very same time that I came off my pill. It was the, it was the wildest experience because I woke up one morning and was like, that's it, I'm going to bin them both. And I just put them in the bin and the withdrawal symptoms were like next level. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> really, really difficult. But I'm even though it was challenging, like the first bleed that I got that wasn't a withdrawal bleed was so painful I honestly I thought I was going to die it was so so painful but even though I was in that place of this is overwhelming I, I still don't really know who I am I'm figuring this shit out I felt more empowered than I ever had at any point in my life because it was my choice to be in that space and I got to move through that at my own pace as well mm. Well, that's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. So powerful. It's such a potent experience, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one that should really be talked about a lot more. You know, I think the reason why often it feels so, so overwhelming is so it's because we don't know. We, you know, we're not taught anything of this and we're really, okay, nowadays, I think there's a little bit more chat about it. And I think if you really search now, you can find something that can kind of guide you through the process of transitioning away from, contraception hormonal contraception but still it is is stuff that we 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 are so sometimes unaware of our own power and when we then start to face it we're like oh shit this <laughs> is kind of frightening it yeah. is it is seeing your own power can be terrifying absolutely yeah. and this is why these spaces with other women 
are so important as well so that we can feel safe and we have spaces to have these conversations like the thing that I love so much about this podcast is having these kinds of conversations because there aren't many people in like my physical life my physical reality where I can really sit and have these conversations and it's so important because it's simple but it's so empowering and something that we are going to talk about today and that I really wanted to talk about today was womb yoga which is one of the things that you teach and yeah one of the the wonderful spaces that so many women have access to that can allow them to reclaim their power and re- reclaim their their womb and the wisdom that lives within their cycle so I would love for you to maybe chat a little bit about how you found womb yoga how you came to be a, a womb yoga instructor yeah so I um well I was really big into yoga for a number of years um I mentioned before yoga really helped me in a quite a dark period of, of time me mentally and I really find solace um in having that sort of come into my mat and really being mindful and it was the one thing that I found really shifted my my nervous system really got me out of that fight or flight really kind of grounded me um so I did for a long time um ashtanga um vinyasa yoga and ashtanga if anyone doesn't know it's quite a (laughs) quite a masculine um yoga practice is very kind of it's very strength-based um it follows a set sequence so it's you know it's very I don't want to say regimented but it kind of is <laughs> um and yeah I mean I loved it at the time it was really what I needed I think I was carrying quite a lot of anger and showing up on my mat and being really disciplined and um focused with it I was there um and that led me to India I went to India and did my yoga teacher training in Ashtanga um I think it was around that time really that I did my yoga teacher training and I went um I went to Nepal and I I was teaching some yoga there um and I really started to my body started to hurt a lot I was kind of in this sort of weird um situation ship at the time too which really wasn't helping my my well-being either but yeah I really started to notice that my body was just starting to break down a little bit like I would really struggle to just do some but I could I was doing handstands and all these sort of you know strength and wild things and it was really starting to hurt like my wrists were feeling really weak I couldn't really hold positions so much anymore I was feeling really tired really lethargic um and combined with kind of again just sort of being not really into cycle awareness enough to really be paying so much attention to all the nuances I was really just quite disconnected from everything in general um and then I think it was when I came uh, when COVID happened lockdown happened um I came home and then I really kind of delved into uh a different type of yoga and then I found womb yoga I'd known Uma for I had a book in check for quite a few years but it was just sort of a book that I kind of had on the shelf I'd sort of read a little bit about and, and then kind of shelve it again but I really kind of got really deep with it and I loved this sense of having a practice that was really more more catered for my body and my cycle and my needs as a woman because um yeah yoga really not isn't there's so many great types of yoga nowadays you know and you can do so many different types that are sort of more slow and mindful or sort of somatic or a little bit you know vinyasa a little bit faster but I still really struggle with the I don't think I've ever gone into a normal yoga class and somebody said like where are you in your cycle um you know we're going to do practices that really nourish the female body because again that's ultimately you know yoga is so wonderful but yoga was generally like the roots of yoga come from India and were created by Indian men who were really like a, a particular frame in a man's body and then we, we we take that out and obviously the wisdom is amazing but when we then start to look at the kind of physicality of a practice of yoga in a women's body it sometimes doesn't quite match what we need um so I yeah I just devoured Uma so Uma Dinsmore Thule um is the kind of the the teacher of womb yoga so her brand is Yoni Shakti um and she does the teacher training in womb yoga um, it's called it's now called Wild Woman Yoga Therapy. Um 
and I went and did that about a year ago now so I've wanted to do it for ages you know COVID and things lockdown got in the way and I finally saw that she had <laughs> her first in-person offering again after COVID as like, I'm going I need to go so I went and that kind of set me really into this sort of yeah the path of of this particular type of yoga that really and Uma created this actually because she was again going around to um classes herself just for her own practice and again was kind of I think she just had a baby actually and she was as a people were telling her to do certain positions and actually like this doesn't feel good for me as a as postpartum as a new mother this doesn't really resonate with me whatsoever but again we kind of lose our agency because we're kind of like oh well this is the teacher you know they're the they're the expert I'm coming to a yoga class um and again we often forget I think in a yoga class how often are they saying like actually do you if you don't want to do this don't do it you know um I think I've been to a few more recently that have been really positive in that way but I mean a lot that I've been to are just sort of you know you just follow you follow the person at the front you follow the teacher and it's very much dependent on just yeah the whole class it's not so individual um and again not so centered around women and our you know our whole body shape is different let alone when we talk about our hormones and and the phases that we're at in our life in general too so yeah (laughs) amazing yeah so my I think I said this to you last time my partner he's a yoga teacher and um I can't I think it was a while ago now but you know, I was saying to him, like, the difference between um, just simply standing, like, one of the cues that many yoga teachers use is standing with your feet together. And for a lot of women, that's actually really uncomfortable. And the simplicity of standing with your feet hip-width apart, or even more, can be, it can make such a difference in the practice for you and it really has for me and one of the things that I really noticed in your classes was there was a sort of fluidity to it that I just didn't I just don't feel like I get from regular yoga which might sound really strange because yoga is a very like most of the time it's a very flowing practice unless I can't remember what you said the the first yoga you taught was called um but one that's coming, yeah so one that's coming to mind is uh Bikram you've heard mm. of that which is very very structured as well uh, I've not actually done that I, <laughs> I found that only like I think about a year ago and I was like yeah that's not for me <laughs> <laughs> I'm well into my womb journey now I don't need that um but yeah there was a real just sort of fluidity to your classes that I don't feel like I get from from regular classes and I think what gave me that is um I'm a I'm a I'm a recovering perfectionist <laughs> but I really and I'm also very competitive I come from a very competitive background and I often find when I'm in um, a yoga class, uh, like my my partner's power class, for example, um, I will find myself in my head a little bit sometimes thinking, is the pose right? Does the pose look right? What is the pose supposed to look like? Instead of actually tapping into my body and saying, what does my body need today? You know, what, what, what actually feels good for me you know if it, I mean there's lots of cues in 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 yoga as well so that you can you know modify and stuff like that and make it better for you but I often find the urge to do my best to do do the best and be in the perfect pose whereas mm. when I was in your classes that didn't really come up for me I found it really really easy to let go of that and be within my intuition and let my body move in the way that my body needed to move and sometimes I'd be doing something different to you or I'd be a little bit behind you and instead of shaming myself I was just like it's okay you know what this pose feels really really delicious right now I'm going to stay here 
and then I'll catch up when when I can and that was really really beautiful I feel um yeah and I really really enjoyed the way that that you taught because it felt like while you were the teacher and the guide those of us there doing the practice were the still the sovereign leaders of our own body and it's like it became almost like this meditative state where your voice was there but I was I was in charge kind of thing I was in charge of my practice and it was so beautiful and so different and I really really loved it it was honestly so amazing oh I'm so glad that you loved it it's really beautiful it's really nice to to hear um your experience of it and and what you said about the intuition is really kind and I love that you've said the word guide as well that's kind of really how I try to to place myself like I'm guiding you but but you you know everything that I, I kind of offer and share with you in this class is always an invitation always an invitation and you know the the point really a lot of my my passion and the reason why I share womb yoga and this kind of specific practice is just that it's so it is very intuitive and it can seem frightening at the beginning to just show up on your mat and be like what does my body want to do how do I feel how do I want to move because we're so not used to that we're so used to it took me years it took me years I had a lot of trauma about lots of different stuff but it took me a really long time to know how to move my body without being told what to do but when I then finally got to that position where I could it was so wonderful it was so so wonderful and I just wish before I had so many more people just offering that little bit of you know I do guide poses and and, and you know breath work and things but there always is that you know if it doesn't feel good don't do it or try this instead or there's always those kind of other options and yeah it's it's uh it's yeah it, it's so intuitive and I think the more we then we can tap into that intuition the more we can then be in tune with our cycle be more connected to our womb and then the ripple effect that that has you know in our in our whole entire life when we can be more in tune with our with our womanhood with yeah it's <laughs> it's pretty powerful mm, so powerful. powerful so powerful I remember actually um just hearing you say there that you know listening to your intuition can be quite scary sometimes and <clears throat> excuse me I remember the very first time I, <laughs> it was my partner's class, so there was probably a level of, of comfortability um, more so than if it was a different teacher, but there was still quite a lot of people in the room, and um, it was, he does this, um, it's called yin-yang yoga, so it's like half uh, vinyasa flow and half yin, and when I got on the mat, I was like, I just want to do yin, I don't want to do the first half. So I chose in that first half to lay in, lay on my mat and do poses that I wanted to do. And I remember the, like the first time I did that, I was like, oh, are people going to be thinking that like, what is she doing? She's not following the teacher. Why is she just laying on the floor? Are they going to think that I'm rude? <laughs> but that was exactly what my body needed. And it was like so powerful and now you'll find me in a yoga class the teacher will be doing one thing and I'll be like yeah I'm just gonna do this <laughs> I, I so love that <laughs> yeah so powerful so I wanted to ask mm. you as well um how can womb yoga help women deepen their relationship to their womb um mm. and how can it help them in any way with their health their menstrual health and yeah coming into more connection with their internal rhythms mm, beautiful question um so I feel like there's a lot I want to say on this <laughs> um but mm -hmm. I think one of the one of the things that I'm feeling just called cool to share about um is so Uma in her book Yoni Shakti and kind of one of the premises of, of um womb yoga itself uh well women yoga therapy is all about so there's a term in yoga philosophy called cities and these are kind of um known as sort of magical powers that you can attain through a, a, a kind of um focused and dedicated practice you can start to uncover these cities as you go along um and what Uma has done in her 
in her book and in in the whole practice of of womb yoga is kind of these cities that offer us a connection to a wilder life or sort of a transcendental experience they're actually connected to different phases of womanhood so cities for example be menarche menstruation um pregnancy is one orgasm is another birth uh menopause i think yeah, there may be a couple more but it's really about the whole practice of womb yoga being a space where you can show up at all these different phases of your life and find the power in in that space so whether you know you're postpartum or whether you're perimenopause or whether you're menstruating right in this moment it's really about how can this wisdom of and it's not necessarily just a physical asana pose that will take you to to find that wisdom or you know it's not you know there's not classes that necessarily specifically to do with one aspect of of um a life stage but it really is just about acknowledging that there are all of these cycles you know we've got the external cycles outside of us we've got our internal monthly cycles and then all these different cycles and initiations that we have throughout our life and the whole point of Wim Yoga and a lot of the practices that are there are really to sort of nourish and to to kind of prepare you for that and it, you know again that that it, it really is as an overall thing just practices poses um breath work um mudras even that just really slow it down they really nourish the body in a sense in a way that actually probably isn't so common in other yoga classes you know a lot of womb yoga things are kind of they are sent it's called womb yoga for a reason you know a lot of the you know womb yoga yoni shakti uh, the name of uma's book as well is all about source power so the power from from your womb space and be it a physical womb or not you know we all have the energetic um energy there so it, it, it is all about kind of coming back to that power coming back to um the wisdom that our, our womb space can carry and I think the more we can then uh show up on our mats doing that kind of practice the more we'll we'll get the answers to you know I think sometimes people are mad and I'm like my womb told me it you know I just tuned into my womb and I got some answers people are like what are you talking about <laughs> but it's a real thing it really is a, a real thing when you <laughs> when you tune in and you really take the time and, and you cultivate it you know it's not something that comes quick and I, I I'm terrible for this myself sometimes I'm like well what my feet you know where's the answer why is she not talking to me right now but you know mm. through patience and love and I think this is a space that we've held shame around for so long you know not just shame in our own life whatever's happened to us specifically but just you know women in general the whole sort of just like stamping on our on our on our well-being really you know like when we spoke earlier about not knowing not being taught about the powers of our menstrual cycle this is this is just one way to just dampen our spirits completely dampen our souls as women you know and then we've got our ancestral lineage that we carry their their trauma and then we you know we have just the whole collective too of you know the witches years ago being mm -hmm. burnt for what we are all now doing you know like we'd be burnt for this <laughs> and yeah that is just so there's so much that we carry as women um and then individually too through our own life experiences that can have such an impact on and, and an impact that probably we're not even that aware of you know you might think oh I haven't really had anything traumatic but there, there's something in there that all of us will carry and the womb yoga really is that kind of point to to bring love and awareness back to to your body but in particularly to your womb space a space that often we don't talk about <laughs> that is shamed mm -hmm. and to really then start to start to unpick it and then allow it to to flourish again we kind of begin and and yeah so <laughs> it's um it's really powerful practice but it is also um trying to trying to think about how to it's very powerful but very subtle too you know it's not necessarily you're gonna go have one class and come away with like oh my god had this big epiphany and you know it, it really is just rebuilding um and, and just coming home to ourselves again and again yeah that's what I was thinking as you were talking there it's the homecoming 
and it, 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 there's so many pieces and so many threads to womb work it's not just one thing it's not just working with your menstrual cycle or honoring the time when you bleed or understanding ovulation or even the the phases it's like you say the there's the ancestral roots and you know through the red thread through our maternal line there's so much the the witch trials everything there's there's so many pieces to it and it's a journey it's it's a journey and you know like you just said you know you're coming back to yourself every time that you do it as well and and same here like I don't have everything figured out my relationship with my body isn't perfect my menstrual cycles aren't always perfect and I think sometimes it's really easy to look at people who do this work and I did this and when I sort of first started getting into this work and, and working on myself was the women that I was following that were sharing this work I was like oh they have really perfect menstrual cycles all the time they have really perfect relationships with their body and that's it's not the case it's a journey it's a constant mm. unfolding literally every month there is something new to peel back and discover this this new wisdom coming out every day every season every cycle it's it's a journey yeah yeah, yeah so true and I think that's why it's so powerful to have that practice particularly one that is so nourishing for you as a woman to to come back to again time and time again when things are feeling a little bit out of control you've lost yourself it's okay just you know have that have that time have that space to then just come back and and tune back in again and it's yeah it's um really really powerful yeah um yeah so I'd love to ask you another question then because a lot of women are hold a lot of fear and you were just talking about the fear and the shame that we hold within our womb and towards our womb and towards our cycle and for a lot of women it can be quite difficult to step into spaces like this women's circles womb yoga um you know any sort of classes um that center around this work around being with other women etc and so I would love to know what you would say to women who really sort of feel the urge to join one of your classes maybe they're listening to this podcast and they feel like oh, do you know what I really feel like I could benefit from this but the fear feels too much the shame feels too much how can I actually step into this space what would you say to those women who feel that resistance mm, this is really nice it's something that I've been kind of journeying recently with actually is fear and and about what I would say is just you know that when you feel that fear you just it's a sign you know you've just got to go into it you know mm -hmm. there's that comfort in the discomfort and about taking ourselves out of these spaces um taking ourselves out of our comfort zone and moving into new territory um but what I would also say particularly if um people that are listening are interested in coming specifically to womb yoga um with me that it's a really held space. Um, there is no, there is no sort of, you you must do this or you must do that. You know, we we move slowly and mindfully. Some people for maybe one evening may not want to move at all. They may just want to be there and soak in the wisdom. You know, I try and share a lot in classes to do with like each class will have a theme. So you know, there'll be some story in there. We'll have a chance to sort of. It will all be centered around some sort of some sort of aspect of the feminine so you know we've explored the inner seasons we've explored the elements um some archetypes all sorts of things really but the point is is just to yeah just to really I think trust that if you're feeling a call and you're feeling that sort of like call to do it that it is a sign really that actually you really should you should really kind of step into that into that unknown um and I also really welcome people if they ever wanted to I'll share my details at the end but if people perhaps wanted a little bit more information about like specifically or they wanted to come and just try out a class for the first time um I do have price for those people who've never joined before but would like to just give it a go see how they feel um yeah I think this this and I think there's also this whether people have done yoga before or not there's this kind of mindset that we should be super flexible and super kind of of a certain way to do a yoga class but 
this is exactly what we're trying to squash in womb yoga it's really not there's mm. you show up exactly as you are in whatever size shape physical body you're in as well as your mood your emotions however you are you just show up and that's the that's really beautiful you're just given full access to just be you totally um yeah so I would say just well I'd say email me and we can chat I'm really open to yeah 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 amazing and it's because it's online as well I feel like it's it's a lot easier to kind of step into online spaces sometimes because you're in your own space you're not walking into a room with strangers you can you know, if you want, I always say when I'm on classes with, with um, you know, my clients and stuff is if you feel like you need distance, push the screen away. You can literally push the screen away and then everything becomes smaller and you you become part of your space again. And it can just bring you back to that safety. Um, but yeah, I would, yeah, if, you, if you're interested, reach out to Sophia because the, the classes are so powerful and even if you've never done a yoga class before, if you've never done any womb work before, it's so gentle and it's so loving that you'll be able to just sink into the space and the fear will dissipate so quickly. It really Absolutely. will. Absolutely. I think womb yoga works really well online, actually. It's a really kind of, we like it's a little cocoon, like you come into your cocoon, you mm. come in the pajamas. Often I'm in my pajamas, like it's the evening class. Mm. So <laughs> there really is no like Lululemons in this class. We're just, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. So before we begin to wrap up, I would love to ask if there's anything else that you would like to share. Um, Anything that you feel like is alive that you would like to share or anything about your offerings or anything at all that you feel is there that you want to get out there? Yeah, so I'm kind of, I'm in a bit of a weird, I feel like I'm kind of in the underworld a little bit at the moment. So I'm kind of, I've really felt kind of earlier with the equinoxes coming up, but I've really drawn inward. Um, I've kind of removed myself off social media for a little bit and I'm really just being with myself and my emotions and really trying to, um, trying to nurture my 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 inner self quite a lot at the moment um but with that it's been really nice because I've started to left my job I'm moving house but <laughs> it's all going on but I've really had this kind of space to really sink into me and my dreams and my visions um so yeah I'm really excited to um get moving I've got a self-paced course that I'm in the process of creating all about the wisdom of menstruation specifically um I'm wanting to get Weem Yoga is going to still be Monday evenings uh, online but it will also be um get some recorded class like pre-recorded classes going to so that can be nice for people who want to catch up in their own time who maybe can't make Monday 7 till 8 p.m UK time um yeah and I think that's about it of my well I'm, I've done my menstrual cycle coaching qualification now so I'll be taking my one-to-one clients very soon which is exciting um but yeah everything I share um and reach out to people is via newsletter and I'm finding I really enjoy doing it that way at the moment I have quite a lot of resistance to being on social media much I kind of jump on briefly and then I'm like yeah <laughs> I want to go back off again um so yeah yeah sign up to my newsletter and you'll find out all of the exciting things <laughs> amazing thank you so much for sharing that I feel so the same as well at the moment I'm really in this like cocoon of just being with myself and some of that is very difficult and I also feel that resistance to social media yeah there's there's so much noise on there that it can be so overwhelming and taking a step back from it is so nice and I do this often <laughs> so yeah amazing thank you for sharing that so I have two final questions for you and I ask these questions to everyone that comes on my podcast so the first question is if your womb had a message for humanity, what would she say? Oh, that's so beautiful. If my womb had a message for humanity, what would she say? She would say, remember your power, remember your power and come back to your power. It's so important. And I think we forget, you know, we get caught up in our own sort of like anxieties in the world, the external world and 
are low self uh, low self worth. But remember your power, because my gosh, like it's alive, and you've just sometimes got to ignite it again a little bit. But it's really really powerful. So just remember, yeah, the power you hold as a woman, as a womb womb holder. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm. And the last question is, where can people find you and connect more with your work? So I will put all of this in the show notes as well. But would you like to just share where we can find you and see more of the magic that you're creating in the world? Yeah. So my website is sophiakalexandra.com. Um, on there, you can sign up to my newsletter where I, I like I said, I'm generally more kind of forthcoming with my newsletters. Um, and I am on Instagram. I'm Sophia underscore underscore um I do plan to be back I do plan to post again but right now I'm just not feeling it so I'm not going to um I think that's yeah website is the main one like I said if, if anyone has got questions about womb yoga then please do email me via the contact on my on my website that'll be the easiest way to to get in touch yeah beautiful thank you so much for sharing that and thank you so much for coming on this conversation has been so so beautiful I feel like it's just mm, really nourished my soul yeah oh thank you so much for having me I think yeah it's been wonderful chatting with you obviously about all this sort of stuff I love it but yeah I just think what you're doing is great as well what a great podcast yeah women to come together and talk about wounds (laughs) it's fabulous amazing thank you so much Thank you for tuning in to Words of the Womb, the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I would love for you to leave a rating and a review below. To connect with me more, you can find me on Instagram at it's just underscore underscore E. I can't wait to connect with you more.